Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What's up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. Oh, man. It is a busy summer coming up. Lots of uh, soccer tournaments going on for the big boys. Obviously, there's lots of soccer tournaments going on as well. If you've got kids or you know people have kids, like that's always going on in the summer. But we are talking about specifically the Euros. We have got the Gold Cup. We have got uh, Copa America coming up. And there is even a tournament this weekend that the U.S. men's national team is playing in. And maybe it's a little more important than I was initially thinking. So we'll get into all of that. Uh, But first, Beamer, we got to talk about the crew and specifically about the fact that the Columbus crew are going to have full capacity at Historic Crew Stadium for the final match coming up in a couple weeks. That That is tremendous news. I was very worried that we wouldn't have one last game where the entire stadium could be packed. Now that's now that's a possibility. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I am too. I saw that news coming out yesterday, Bone, and I was over the moon for it. So again, I mean, I haven't been to a live sporting event. I think I told you this on last week's podcast. It's been, I mean, oh well over a year, maybe 18 months since I've last been to a live sporting event, and my summer vacation is coming up next week. I'm going to do everything in my power, Bone, to get back here, the wife and I, we go up to Michigan every year, once a week or, you know, once a year for an entire week and just kind of unplug and reset the batteries and everything as we head into the summer. Uh, and that is the week of my vacation. I told you, uh, Eric, my neighbor, who is a gigantic crew fan, literally scheduled his vacation, rescheduled it so he knew that he could go to that game. They were supposed to be on vacation that week as well. They changed all their plans and they actually, you know, pulled an audible there and did it this week. So they are gone this week, making sure that they are home next week for the crew opener or for the crew closing uh, game at Historic Crew Stadium. It's just unbelievable, man, to think how far we've come and, you know, looking back on the past 15, 16 months, however long we've been in this and not having soccer. And then the MLS is back tournament to hoisting MLS Cup and opening up a brand new stadium like gone through a whole heck of a lot here as a soccer team and as a fan of this soccer team here in Columbus, Ohio. But what better homage to have as we start getting back to normal where you are able to have the ability to have a stadium packed house one more time, a historic crew stadium. The scenes there, man, I just want to know. I mean, you have been a fan of this team basically since their inception, correct? Yeah. And I so, mean, I, yeah, I have been. So when you when you think about, you know, Historic Crew Stadium and the moments that that building has seen and all the time that you have spent there, just I want to know, too, you know, your emotions, as I would assume that you're going to have tickets to that game and you will oh, be yeah. in attendance for that one as you tip the cap to the old lady and move to the new digs downtown. I mean, what are the emotions going to be? I don't know. Maybe you won't get there until kickoff, but knowing that that is going to be the last crew game that you ever see in that stadium, Bone, I mean, what are the emotions for you? 
Yeah, there there will be a lot of them. Um, I actually was thinking about that because so there's you know the the previous game, the penultimate game was the game this past weekend against Toronto, right? Where Crew got that done one two to one. Nice to see Adult Caillou go out with a loss at Historic Crew Stadium. See you, Michael Bradley. Shut the f up. I hate you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but that game, I thought about like how do we want to do this? Because I have tickets. Uh, can take the family and do that kind of thing. I took the family to last to that game. And that was kind of like, you know, that's our goodbye as a family. Yeah. We haven't gone to as many games, you know, as like the kids haven't gone clearly as many games as I have there, but they've been to, you know, a dozen or more games there. My wife's been to quite a few games there. So this was like, all right. And and don't get me wrong. Like if my wife wanted to go to the last one, she'd go. Like we would find a way to make that happen. She's like, you know, what? I'm good. Uh, yeah, that's for you. We're you, gonna you're let gonna... we're gonna let Bone become degenerate <laughs> T Bone on that day, right? So that one, it was like this is that was a good goodbye for our family to see this stadium. Now the last one, I mean, you're right. I have so many friends that I have. I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it, and actually, I guess probably a weird way to describe it, which is the par for the course for me. Uh, a weird way to describe it would be honestly, like I I grew up in church, yeah. And if anybody has grown up in church, I don't know, you know, various religions and various you know denominations. I went to of Catholic churches. school. I'm okay. Yes, I grew up in church as well. I so, have strayed from that path since I hit adulthood, but yes, Bone, I did grow up in church. Right, but if you were out somewhere public here and you ran into someone who had a shirt on featuring church you went to when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. Or a school you went to, religious school, especially any school, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it, there would be an instant, like, oh hey, you you've been there, and then you might talk and find, oh I know this person, oh I know them too, and you instantly have this connection, even though you don't know this person otherwise, or you may very not know them very well, you suddenly have this connection because you've had this shared experience. Obviously, sports does that, but I feel like the crew have had that connection with me, and and I've had it with them and the fans and everybody else like because the crew have been some part of my life throughout all parts of my life you know like starting in high school that's when it came in right I was like just barely in high school when the crew started uh and I remember going to games at Ohio Stadium and not really getting it at all Mm -hmm. just I was more kind of like as a big Buckeye fan growing up I was excited to be at Ohio Stadium sure we didn't go to a lot of football games so that was you know that was nice to just get to go there. And then I, I, you know, figured out real quick that Brian McBride was pretty good. And like, hey, this guy, know, is, this guy kicks ass. Yeah. So, like, I, I definitely got an idea. It was like going to a Clippers game mm-hmm. for, for me now. Like, where the Clippers, I know some of the players. I'll, I'll read up on who the prospects are every year for the Indians. But I'm not an Indians fan. They're not my team. So I'm not as invested in that. It's just fun to watch a baseball game. And that's what the crew was for me early on. Then they got the historic crew stadium. Moved in there, and it still was more of that. Like, this is cool, but I'm, you know, I'm not as attached to it. Then I got hooked into soccer, you know, 2002, 2003, that area of time. And then it became more about, oh, wait a second. This could be my team. Like, kids have Manchester United Mm -hmm. growing up. People have, you know, gone to Real Madrid games all their lives. Like, this is my local team in my city that plays professional soccer. Why don't I embrace this more? Why am I, like... Why am I looking at this like it's something that's minor league or less than or whatever? And then as I started to get into soccer, that became like my easy gateway to learn the game. And I 
over the years, I've been so grateful to sit with so many different people from some of the guys who founded the Nordeca and, and the Hudson Street Hooligan guys to uh, I have a few buddies that worked at the stadium. And so I would talk to them, you know, during games, sometimes just stay on the rail with them while they're kind of doing their job. Uh, all, all kinds of different people you meet doing this right and going to these games. And so this last one at Historic Crew Stadium, it's going to be a, a family reunion. It's going to be that, you know, or like like I said, like a church potluck where you just there's going to be people that I have not seen in years that will be there and it will be like we've not missed any time, even though time has certainly passed. I'm glad that they're going to allow tailgating because one of the biggest aspects of that stadium yeah. that will be. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just different. Change happens. But that, I think, will be lost at the new stadium. There's not going to be a robust tailgating scene or it's going to have to be it's going to be very different. Right. You're probably yeah, going to have yeah. to walk it, it, yeah. to the tailgate because not everybody's going to be able to park easily right at the stadium. As so my stepmom always says, Bone, when you go to a crowded event, where do you park? It's always a big concern. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where of do course. you park? Where do you park? And, and, and guess what? That will be different. Uh, there's going to be a lot of walking getting to this new stadium. I'm not I'm not mad about that. I'm anti walking. Uh, I'm very upset. <laughs> and there will be new traditions that that arise because of that. There, that's all good. But I am looking forward to I hope one last big time blowout tailgate with everyone who does tailgating. Like I assume all the supporter groups will have a massive tailgate. I may get there at five in the morning. I've seen people saying maybe we'll camp overnight in the parking lot. Like, I don't know what, like I'm, I want to be there as long as I can for that day in that game. And I want to soak in the atmosphere and, and, the, al- the, and the alcohol. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you've seen me at I a have. tailgate, you know how rowdy it can get sometimes, but you know, I don't think I want to get, to that level of rowdiness, let's say, uh, because I'll, I'll want to be taking it all in. Like I'll, I want to have conversations and not be, you know, almost to the point where it's like, I can't remember this tomorrow. You know, I want to, I want to be able to remember a lot about that day. So it'll be a lot of fun to hang out, see everybody. And yeah, we'll, we'll give it the proper send off. It deserves. I thought about taking like a wrench and seeing if I can like unbolt a seat or something. <laughs> I don't think they'll let me do that, but yeah, I would love, I mean, I know they're, they're going to still have the stadium in some capacity, but I would love to have a piece of that stadium. I hope they give fans an opportunity to like buy stuff like that. Yeah, they know? do a lot. I mean, when they, you know, tear old stadiums down, not saying that they're tearing that one down, of course. I mean, it's no, still but, going to be there. Uh, but so as you know, Bone, I'm a gigantic Chicago Bears fan. And uh-huh. when they uh, made the renovations to Soldier Field, you know, a handful of years ago, it was 15 years ago now, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. And they actually took out the old seats from original Soldier Field and then, you know, upgraded them to the new ones. Uh, my dad actually purchased two two seats. So we have, we have old Soldier Field old seats up at his house in Cleveland and you know in the bedroom where we stay when we go up there and visit them they're always there and I just think like how damn cool is that you know I mean a stadium Mm -hmm. that has seen so much history and you know bringing it back to the crew uh, for you to be able to do that I'm very very excited for you I would like to know too I mean if crew fans are listening to this and you're planning on going to the game tweet at us at Bone Beam United you know what your thoughts are going to be as well Bone I mean it's not it's a it's a world you know that we live in here in central Ohio and this club means so much to so many people 
So if you are listening, what is that last game going to mean to you? Are you going to be happy? Are you going to be sad? Is it going to be a mixed bag of emotions? What is it going to be to you? You know, and that was the thing growing up with me, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, you know, I didn't grow up a massive crew fan. It wasn't readily available for me to watch. I grew up in Dayton, only an hour and a half away, but it wasn't something I was really aware of until I got in high school as well. Uh, and I've been trying to get into it more and more and more over the last couple of years. But you know, for crew fans who have seen it, who have lived through the inception, or if you're younger and you moved here and you just found yourself in love with this club, you know, what does it mean to you? And I think that's it's going to be a very, very special day come June 19th. Yeah, I, I do think the best thing about sports when you really get hooked in with any team, and this is not just crew specific, is that you you can just root for it for a couple of years. You can just have jumped on, you know, in the last few years, or maybe you moved here and you just found out about whatever. But you can do that and still become just as passionate or more passionate even in some cases than someone who's been rooting for the team for 20 years. Sure. So there's no like, at least not with me. I don't know about other people. I always try to stop out gatekeeping whenever I see it. But if you're new to the fan base, if you've been there since day one, obviously I, I hope everybody who wants to gets a chance to go and see a final game here. Uh, obviously, I hope it sells out. Um, and I... <laughs> I, I think I will be fairly nervous about the outcome. Of course. Because there's just, I don't know why, it's just, it will feel wrong if somehow the crew don't finish this off with a W. So uh, I need to see that too. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of pressure, I would think, on the guys to get a, to get a result there. You know what I would love to see? Done. I would really, really enjoy to see this. So I know that you don't play many video games, Bone, and I'm still on the point in my life, even with the dog. Like I, yeah. you know, I like to I like to play. I love, play some well, video I love games. video games, but you're right. I don't play. Them you don't as have often as you I don't have to. as much time as I do. You know, you're busy. <laughs> you've got a puppy, and by the way, three kids and a wife at home. So uh, mm. there's a whole lot happening there. Uh, so FIFA Ultimate Team released uh, new crew jerseys. And well, it was old crew yes, jerseys going dating that. back. Would that not be amazing if the crew roll out there the last game that they ever play in Crew Stadium with their historic jerseys on the one mm. that they first wore when they came into that venue? I think that would be the ultimate. That would be the ultimate chef's kiss to everyone out there and saying, you know what. We we started here, we're finishing here, and this is what we are going to do one last time. I think that would be the perfect tip of the cap. Yeah, I would love that, and I would love it if they actually put the old hard hat jersey of the oh, logo yeah, on of it, course. the whole deal, and just put the current players' names. You're right, just like in the video game. That would that'd be pretty amazing. I don't know, and I and I've I've suggested this too on Twitter, and I'll make the case again here. They I I don't know if it's too late in the game. They probably hopefully would have already had to be planning something like this, but I hope for either the final game or the first game at the new, the new place that everybody who goes to either of those games, I hope there's something that you get, you know, like if it's a, I have a coin from, I want to say when they opened the stadium up, I think like they gave out commemorative coins, something to that effect. I know I have a coin from either that. I think I have one from the 2008 season, I'd have to go back and dig it out and figure out what that coin is from because I just remembered I have it. But you also have the shovel from the ground, the groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, they gave they gave that was very nice of them to give us a shovel, and and that's something that I very much cherish and I'm thrilled to have. Uh, but like, just just a small, it, it can be a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be much. But the thing I would save normally is a ticket stub. Yeah. But I and obviously I don't mean to be old man about this. I like having digital tickets. I think it's a way easier once you figure out how to use them because uh, they're just. You, you don't have to remember, oh, crap, where'd my ticket stuff mm -hmm. go? It's like, well, it's on your phone. But for oh, moments crap, like... where did my phone go? 
Right. <laughs> Where did my pants go? They were in my pants. I left my pants somewhere. <laughs> but I, I do wish they would do something just like a paper ticket that you could preserve later to say I was at this final game. I have ticket stubs from many of the other games I went to years and years ago that are sometimes fun to just pick out and rifle through and go like, oh, 2007, huh? That's what I was doing that day. Wow. What else is going on in the news? You know, I I like to look at that. It would just be nice to have something that commemorates it one way or the other. So uh, hopefully there's there's something like that we can do. But either way, we'll have the memory. So it'll be fun. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, I'm really, I'm excited about it because I know what the future holds, mm-hmm. right? But also, it'll be it'll be a tough day. It'll be a bittersweet day. I think that's why we we ultimately bone. And you and I, you know, are so lucky. We get to talk about sports for a living. This is why you enjoy sports. It's the romantic aspect to it, you know. I mean, to think about what happened a few years ago, and from you almost losing the team and new ownership coming in, although be it a bumpy start to this year with the logo and the name uh, change. Yeah, hey, that's still, okay. All they've, right. They've- course corrected so yeah, we're all course right corrected yeah. a little bit there was some uh, some compromise that happens that's a different mm-hmm. story for a different day and we did an entire podcast about that so we're not going to talk about it here uh but just the history of this team and it's hard not to be romantic about stuff like that you know it's it's really not and i think that at the ultimate base layer of sports is why you enjoy it because you know if lucas lrion passed me five years ago like i don't know who you are right i mean you know whatever good player league mma case i i don't know and then you build this relationship with people you haven't even met and you care about something so deeply and you let it control your life, whether that's a healthy obsession or not. I don't know. Again, that's a different argument for a different day. But I think at the base layer of getting into sports and being a fan of something, there is that romantic layer to it. And I think June 19th, when they wrap up at Historic Crew Stadium, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard not to be romantic about that situation. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. As we're talking, literally got an email from the crew with some uh, information about the match and just ticketing information, all that for June 19th. So this is a good question for people who don't know. If you are a season ticket holder and you bought tickets uh, like to this season, what they've been doing so far is like the Toronto game I went to. I had to purchase those tickets, even though I have season tickets. Because what they did was just assume everyone is not going to the game. Everyone is getting credited for the game. So you have all this. I have all this money in my account that I've already paid, but it's available as credits to buy tickets, right? So that's what you've been doing so far this season. If you're a season ticket holder, you had to kind of re-decide, yes, I want to go to this game or no, I don't. I'll just take the credit. Well, this game will automatically be on any season ticket holder for this year. You will get these tickets. Now, here's the headache with all this that I didn't think about, Beamer. There's people who bought tickets and their seat locations they picked out were in the new stadium. Yeah. This is the first game and the only game where you are automatically guaranteed seats for the old stadium. And you didn't buy tickets in the old stadium. You bought them in the new stadium. So they're going to give people seats in sections that are comparable to what they would be in the new stadium. So, but if you already had your seats from like last year or the year before, which I do, then that's where my seats are going to be for this one. So anyway, uh, they say these tickets will be loaded onto season ticket holders uh, to their accounts no later than next Friday, I believe is when they said June 11th. Yeah, next Friday. But if you don't have season tickets, you're saying, man, you guys are making this sound awesome. I want to go Saturday, June 19th. 
You can buy tickets. The public on sale date is this Friday, June 4th at 10 a.m. All right. So there you go. So you can like, honestly, my <laughs> I'm debating, like, could I buy a couple more tickets? I don't know. And sure. The, the thing, the only thing that kind of sucks is I won't know where my seats are, you know, to buy extra seats. But maybe, I, you know, I have to find out. I guess I could I guess I could go. Talk You're to a man with some sources, Bone. I'm sure we can get yeah. that settled for yeah. you. But anyway, I like this is getting real. And it's just even seeing that email. It's like, all right, here it is. And by the way, it's it's versus Chicago Fire. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's it's perfect in that sense. It's also very representative of where we are that the logos on these emails make no <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah, because it's Columbus Crew's new logo and Chicago Fire's doofy logo. What in the hell and- is even that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it'll be a lot of fun, and let's hope uh, let's hope for good health for the players. Let's hope for a fun time for the fans, and let's hope for a big W for the Columbus Crew. Send the uh, the old lady out the right way, as you said. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. Busy summer in soccer. We'll get to all of it next. It's Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. So, CONCACAF Nations League is coming up. We have a lot of soccering to go on the international front, Beamer. Yeah, love it, Bone. Absolutely love it. There's nothing I like more in my life than a dead period in sports. Like when you get into the dog days of summer, Stanley Cup playoffs are over, right? You got nothing really to focus on. NBA playoffs are done. Then MLS action and big-time international soccer tournaments. I love it. Waking up, well, obviously with my shift now, I'm up pretty early, zero dark 30 in the morning. But having soccer on midday, there's nothing better. Nothing better. Nine o'clock, noon three o'clock starts three games a day more now i mean with all these tournaments we have going on this year but you know what i mean soccer all day a festival i love it yeah well for you especially being the early riser this doesn't apply to most other people but you get done with your work day at 9 a.m yeah i'll be at land grant every day this summer yeah and then you get to go watch euros at like your normal hey i got off work and went to watch soccer games you know that's how most people would do it five or six o'clock in the evening well you get to do that now so very cool that's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun so let's run down what we have on the docket mm-hmm. here um i almost forgot about this that's why i brought it up first Concacaf nations league is happening i mean we're recording this on soccer thursday as we always do but that's uh that's the that's the same day as the games for the semifinal round of this nations league if you have forgotten what this is which i have so please explain <laughs> it's a tournament that Concacaf came up with to basically award a trophy for friendlies great um yeah it it was basically the logic that Concacaf used with fifa was hey we need to have well fifa uses so i don't know why i said that way fifa's doing the same thing in europe so it's not like they're all doing this yeah. all these all these countries are basically encouraged by fifa to do this but more what money, it is more money bone yeah, it's allowing all these smaller countries to justify playing more friendlies. Because if you think about it, I guess there's some logic to that in CONCACAF. You know, some of the really tiny countries that play in this region, they don't have the budget that U.S. or Mexico or Costa Rica do. So they don't play as many friendlies because it costs a lot of money to bring players in, pay them, maintain a field, maintain all this other stuff. So the goal here was to say, well, let's do this and let's offer them a chance to play more friendlies, which will encourage them to spend more money on their soccer teams, which will encourage the game to grow and be bigger. Now, that's the very noble, what a great thought idea. The reality is it's very cynical as well, Mm -hmm. because you know what FIFA's going to do. 
they're they're go- they've sold all this all these all these leagues are selling this to put it on TV to make more money. So there's also another tournament that they can sell advertising on and sell the rights to. So they've done that. It feels more like a crash a cash grab to me than it is, you know, just a tournament to help grow the game. But either way, here's here's where we are. All these teams, if do you remember when uh they said with CONCACAF like there's going to be tiers like you can be in like C yes, or B or was, A. It was very confusing to me. Yeah, and you can get promoted or relegated between those. And then you're going That's, to automatically be in the hex if you're in group <laughs> A. Or, I don't remember the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. specifics, but yes, I remember that. That is tied into CONCACAF Nations League. So the the four teams that are playing in CONCACAF Nations League's final, those are four teams that are obviously all in the big group, right? So the goal was for some of these smaller clubs to move up to group A, and the next time maybe they can play in the in the Nations League final. What I... It's very convoluted and stupid. Here's the very simple answer here. Honduras and the U.S. play in Denver Thursday night at 7.30. CBS Sportsnet and Paramount Plus uh, is where you go for that. So the good news is this is a pretty much full-strength roster for the U.S. men's national team. Mm -hmm. One. So they played a friendly in Switzerland uh, this past Sunday, which sadly they lost and didn't look that great in, but... It should be noted that Serginho Dest played in that game. Weston McKinney played in that game. Uh, Gio Reyna played in that game. Tyler Adams, Josh Sargent. Like, you're getting all these young players that mm-hmm. we've been seeing and wanting to have on the same field. Christian Pulisic didn't play in that game. but He was busy. Yeah, little Champions League final. That's going to keep you out of game. So now we're going to get to finally see this team for a couple games with a pretty close to full strength roster of the young guns. And I guess that makes this more exciting. Let's hope they can get the job done against Honduras because then obviously playing Mexico or Costa Rica is not going to be an easy walk in the park. It's that's the final that would be on Sunday. Those two teams will play right after the U S does at 10 PM on Thursday night. Sunday at seven is the, uh, the championship of the CONCACAF nations league. So I'm a little excited about this Beamer. I'm excited to see the U.S. men with something on the line, just be more more or less not because I care about the, the trophy. I care about seeing them learn how to win in a situation where they want to win something, and then there's an actual trophy on the line. Well, of course, I mean it's critical. We just saw what a few months ago the uh, U.S. men's national team for the Olympic side tried to get in. You know the, uh, the was it U twenties or U nineteen? They U23. failed. U twenty three. Yeah, U twenty three. So yeah. they they failed to get in, right? I mean, so it's obviously not something bone where you're gonna be super excited about. Like if you do win the trophy, but you're being put in these pressure situations and it's actually a competitive game, even though it's marketed as a friendly uh, where you're playing together with something on the line. And as you get into cup qualifying and as we get into the world cup cycle, this is going to be critically important for you to be able to figure each other out, figure out the movements, figure out the on-field chemistry. Okay. This guy does that. This guy does this. And then to get in those repetitions are something obviously, which are very, very critical for this team in the group growth and the expectations that they have. And so, yeah, you're hundred percent right. Even though it doesn't mean a whole lot with this CONCACAF nations league, it still means a whole lot with the reps that you were getting. Yeah. And I'll add this. I think that it's important. There's two games guaranteed because there's also a third place game for the losers. Not that I want to see the U S <laughs> lose, but, uh, but my point is Nerds. the U S the U S needs to play two games with a full strength roster the Gold Cup, you need to, as much as you can, play with a full-strength roster because Greg Berhalter's system, as we learned when he was here in Columbus, 
it doesn't really work unless everyone does their job. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what your job is and you don't have that drilled in, I know these guys are wickedly talented and they play in so many diverse and amazing systems now in soccer. It's so technical. It's you have to be smart to play in soccer these days. Like there's 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 a good chance these guys are better at picking it up than the average, you know, MLS side would be just because you have higher skilled players and they're used to seeing complex formations. But still, there's no replacement for reps. So having two games here, having the Gold Cup, as much as I'd like to see them win this tournament, win the Gold Cup, and yeah, let's hoist trophies. The reality is I need these guys to learn how to play together for when they go play in actual qualifying matches for the World Cup. Yeah, 100%. They need to get to that point where, you know, when we're talking a year and a half from now, when they're actually in the World Cup, let's hope, that's where I need to see them finally realizing this system finally playing with that level and develop because you know again these guys this is Tyler Adams is 22 you know he feels like he's been around forever he's only 22 but you know what's Julian Green up to getting old it's, <laughs> <laughs> he looks older than I remember I mean he's still not that old of a guy but yeah he is definitely time he time has been working on him and that's okay man he's but he's turned into a veteran too like I need these players to just finally start to get to that point where they realize their potential together as a national team. So I guess that's the best thing I would say to take away from this competition. And then the gold cup, uh, the gold cup doesn't start until July 11th. I don't know why I was thinking that was sooner, but it isn't Yeah, a so, month away. Yeah. Which it does go back to the crew for a second. It does suck for them because any players you have, they're going to get call-ups to CONCACAF level teams that's a problem, right? Like, because <laughs> because you have this international break, it is meant to be during you know some of the Euros and all yeah. that, and that's just why FIFA does this. But obviously, it doesn't matter for all the teams that play on the you know regular calendar on the FIFA calendar. But yeah, unfortunately, you're going to have a bunch of crew games that will have a conflict with the Gold Cup. July third, though, I would imagine crew going to be at full strength for that. One. Let's hope so. And then you re- and then yeah, and it, it'll be July third, and then they're going to release a bunch of players to go off and mm-hmm. go do that. So yeah, that that is also a strategy thing. Is you got to get as many points as you can here. Uh, the crew need that as much as possible because they are going to probably lose a few guys like they are right now. They got a bunch of guys going off to national team duty. Uh, so they need they need to have guys winning when they're here and then going and staying healthy when they go play elsewhere. Uh, So in between those two tournaments, you've got, you know, that final this weekend next week, two other gigantic tournaments start up. And that's, I know what you were talking about. You've got both Copa America and the euros, which they're still calling euros 2020 because God forbid UEFA actually just acknowledge that we're in 2021. Like, why? Just change the damn logo to say Euros 2021. We get it. You change one number on it. It yeah. shouldn't be that hard. Don't you have fonts? Like, just delete no, and then they one. don't want to pay for that. I Yeah. I, well, yeah, because you know what? UEFA, no money. No. They're very poor. Zero cash. No money. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll do a more deep dive on the Euros next week, but just your excitement level for Euros and Copa, Copa America, having that pretty much, you know, back-to-back, same days, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, man. So I always get, I mean, just so geared up for the World Cup as I do. I would imagine, you know, most people who listen in, who listen to this podcast, T-Bone, get geared up for the World Cup as well. Yeah, I would hope so, uh, yeah. But yeah, so Euros for me is just every bit as good. Um, so 
I enjoy the Euros significantly. You know, some of these teams in UEFA, you realize like, okay, you're not a good good enough to qualify to the World Cup, but still like you're pretty amazing. So some of the teams that you don't get to see on a world stage every two years, like you do France, Germany, Belgium, you know, all these different England, Italy, uh, all these different clubs. Uh, it's really I enjoy watching you know games. Like I'm so excited to be able to see uh, the country of Macedonia, right? Oh, North Macedonia. Yeah, absolutely. What that means for them and getting to the Euros and can you have a run? I mean, remember Iceland a few years ago, like how fun that was, Bone? So I just, I I almost, I don't enjoy the Euros more than the World Cup. The World Cup is its own thing uh, in the world of soccer, but watching these smaller countries jockey in position and try to make a, a cup run and which is an unbelievable tournament, obviously a cup to hoist. Like, yeah, I, I get mega juiced up about it. Not quite on the same level as the World Cup, but every bit as excited for the Euros. Yeah, Euros are a lot of fun. And, and look, right, I assume everybody who's listening to us knows what they are. But for those who maybe are newer to soccer, you listen because of the crew, but you don't follow European soccer, it's the World Cup, but for Europe. Correct. It's it's the national teams from many European countries. They already had qualifications for it. Some big-time teams that are usually in it are not in it this year. I mean... Norway maybe doesn't sound like the biggest name team, but Erling Holland yeah, is Martin one of the Odegaard premier players. Erling Holland. Yeah, you got some premier players that are obviously, you know, some of the best in Europe. They're not going to be in this tournament, but the rest of almost all the big names that are playing in Europe uh, that are European-based players will be there. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Obviously, you know, the English side, a lot of hope is resting on them uh, because they wasn't that uh, a few years ago when they were going to bring it home or it's coming home. Wasn't that? Was that or was yes, that the World it's coming, Cup? It was the World Cup. Yeah, a few it years, was the World years Cup. ago. Okay. Yeah, but there's still at, at that point you still assume this is going to be a team that should do well in European qualification. Yeah, left Trent Alexander Arnold off the roster. Yeah, I know. I saw that. That's uh, that's a big deal too. Yeah. So they've they've got a very a lot of intrigue there, and like I said, we'll go a little bit deeper on all that. But yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to watch that. The Copa America is obviously going to be a big tournament as well. That is South America. Um, that is their version of, you know, we have the gold cup for the U S you have, uh, obviously the euros, like we just talked about, this is all, you know, the South American teams, all the national teams play each other in Copa America. That was also supposed to be a tournament that was played last year. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because of COVID. It's also a tournament that was supposed to be for the first time ever split up between two countries. They were going to have two different host countries, uh, in Argentina and Colombia, but Colombia has had some problems of late. Uh, because of the fact they've got some political unrest there. Uh, so that has been moved to a country that has nothing but stability, Brazil. <laughs> they've had no problems in Brazil the last 15 months. Well, so also hey. they, uh, they were supposed to play it in Argentina as well. And Argentina was supposed to be the sole host country, uh, but now they have massive COVID problems. So yeah. Brazil, just, I guess the ultimate landing spot for any, for any international soccer tournament held in South America, I guess we just learned yeah. that moving forward. Yeah. Defending champions are also now the host country, Brazil. So that'll be interesting to see if they can, uh, you know, hold on to the title there. And in the Euros, I forgot to mention, because also that's a pretty cool story, Portugal, defending champions. Yeah. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. So there's always fun things like that. Didn't, I mean, Greece won the Euros, uh, that was probably back in like the 15, 16 years ago, right? Yeah, early 2000s. I want to say 2004. I think so. I think you're that. correct. Yeah. Or so, maybe it's not 2004. It was, it was around that time, 2005, somewhere around there, whatever it was. But yeah, that was, you know, it's, it's nice because sometimes you can see a team that isn't traditionally 
you know, a power necessarily go out and win this tournament because they get hot. And that's what you love about these two tournaments. And you get to see some of the best soccer you're ever going to see. So uh, I think it almost has a little bit more. The World Cup has all the passion. It has all the pageantry. It is a humongous deal. No player slouches off in a World Cup, right? But I think you do run into sometimes mismatches in a World Cup that you don't see as much in these tournaments because every team is a little bit more even and all these teams desperately want to beat these other countries that are right next to them. I mean, imagine if we, I, I equate it to college football. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like I was just going to say, imagine if Ohio played Michigan. Oh wait, they do. Yep. Ohio state plays Michigan every year. <laughs> and you know what that's like. That's, that's what it is for a lot of these countries. Yeah, it's, it's bragging it's, your ultimate bragging rights. Yeah. So I think it's a, a super interesting thing and I cannot wait for that to get started. And as you pointed out, before we forget, the Olympics also are this summer. So even though the U.S. isn't in the Olympics, there will be Olympic soccer to watch as well. So those are U23 teams. Those are going to be even the younger of the young players. But still, that's another national team competition. And then once we get through all of that, we take a breath and the Premier League and all the other European <laughs> leagues are back. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and, and in between, like Erling Holland will probably go somewhere Lionel Messi might go somewhere. Who knows, man? Like, it's all And crazy, Manchester City so. will still have not won a Champions League by then. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> yes. Bring it up. You deserve to bring it up. Hey, That's man. Exactly told you. Right. I had a feeling last week. Bones. You were right, man. You were right. Had we a didn't feeling. Talk about it, whatever. Yeah. Didn't, the game script didn't necessarily go according to my plan and what I said, but hit the final result and that's really all that matters also yeah. christian Pulisic, first american male, male player uh to win a champions league so very very yeah. cool had a great opportunity to score too i thought oh, was he right was on there. that breakaway he was on the doorstep and i'm saying oh my god we are gonna lose our minds if he does this to put the nail in pep guardiola's coffin he didn't he ultimately didn't score it was that uh, close. but it was it was pretty damn close man i and i'll i'll just opine very quickly on that think about how many players have never had that opportunity to be in that situation and miss and think about how good at his age to then have that opportunity and miss and be so close, what that does for your focus, what that does for you tuning up your game and just the extra little bit that you need. Like we always talk about in sports, there's tons of talent in the NFL or mm -hmm. any other league. It's the guys who can figure out that little bit of extra, yeah, in the, the extra gear, the moments. extra half gear. Well, you can't develop that gear unless you either just some guys just instantly show up on the big stage and they just rock it and they yeah. never have a problem. But most people, it takes a couple times on the big stage seeing these moments over and over and over before finally it's like, I have to do this little bit of extra. There's just and there's no way to put a, a I'm sure that you can't even verbalize what that is extra that you have to do. It's just being in that moment and figuring out how to make the play. So that's invaluable experience, even though, of course, he didn't get the goal. I'm thrilled for the fact that the U.S. national team has a lot of bright spots. And we'll get to see them on display. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, we don't find out they lose like 4 to nothing to Honduras. <laughs> but let's hope they don't actually crap the bed and, and they get something done. So we'll see. Uh, that is it for us this week, Beamer. I don't know if you've got anything else. I've got one last quick thing before yeah. we go. go ahead. Uh, and that is this. Columbus Eagles FC. Do not forget about them. They are a women's soccer team here in town. Mm -hmm. And they are playing their season. It has started up. You can attend, and they have a game coming up that I'm actually going to be in attendance for. I think we're going to even bring the station van out and Ooh. have some fun. Uh, they play at Capital University at Burnlore Stadium, 2 p.m. on that is Sunday, June 13th. So uh, about 10 days from when we're recording this, 2 p.m. game. They play Lady Victory. 
They actually play a Saturday and Sunday. They play Saturday away to Cincinnati and then play the next day at Capitals. So, all right, good job for the Columbus Eagles there. But the good news is you can buy tickets for that. Just go to Columbus. What? Yeah. Yeah. Go to Columbus. <laughs> ColumbusEaglesFC.com. Dot com. Go to schedule. Look up the game. And then there's a little icon right there. You can buy tickets. By the way, a family season ticket for the entire season is like $100. Yeah, it's so, great. And you can get as many people in as you want that are part of your immediate family. So that's a really good deal. But yeah, you can get individual tickets too. So check them out for sure. That's it for us. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> that too. I'm done. It's Bowdoin Beam United. Goodbye, world. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>